Is this the actual day that Jesus was born? Um, we, we don't know that uh, for sure. There's no way to tell. Uh, it is the day that the church has picked for um, centuries. And um, because of that, I think it has a unique blessing. And um, whenever we carve out time to make, uh, to make, it's just like a birthday, right? When you carve out that time and once a year you, you, you make it unique, uh, it has possibilities. And so I want to explore some of those possibilities today. I mentioned that, that we're going to read the, uh, the Christmas story. Um, if you've never read the Bible, you've never been in uh, Matthew uh, and, and Mark and Luke and John, those are the first four uh, books of the New Testament. Those are the four biblical accounts of Jesus' life. And Matthew and Luke are the only ones that have anything about Jesus uh, as a baby. So between those two books, you get the whole Christmas story. And I chose Luke uh, today, and we're going to just sort of read this and, and sort of look at what it has to say. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, I'm reading verse 1, that all the world should be registered. And this census took, took, uh, uh, first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up to Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. And he went to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So <clears throat> the first thing we see is um, the, the king at the time, the person in charge at the time, is calling this census. And for Mary, this is probably not very good timing. This is about a 75-mile journey. And I don't think the donkeys had shock absorbers. So <clears throat> this is probably, uh, if you've ever seen anybody who's, who's almost to term, uh, they're usually not very comfortable to begin with. And then to, to make this trip had to be um, a nuisance. Um, <coughs> it, it's a, a census is usually taken so that the, um, uh, the king could find out how many people there, they are, and they tax them. I mean, basically, this is, is sort of so we can find out uh, who's around so we can tax you, okay? And... Um, and they come to uh, uh, there's, there's next two verses, and these are short and sweet. Um, so it was, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. So in two verses, we have the entire birthing process. Um, and I'm sure it felt longer to Mary. Um, but the Bible is, is so simple sometimes. It, it amazes me they, it, how poignant it can be and terse at times that it, it just it states facts and it just puts it in there and says, this is it. And so we have two verses and the world changes. Uh, our calendar ends up changing. Uh, the world ends up changing. God himself 
has entered into our human existence, and we, he didn't have to, and brings hope. He brings hope, he brings peace, he brings life, he brings joy, uh, he brings all those things into the world, and it happens so quietly. And I'm always struck and amazed by the fact that the king of the time, uh, he could move, he could move things. Uh, he's got everybody scrambling. Everybody's traveling. Drop what you're doing. Go somewhere. And the whole world's on the move. And yet God's on the move too. And but He does it so much. He does it with 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 uh, so much more. Um, well, it's quiet, right? It's quiet. It's simple, and things are happening. And and even uh, this this governor, this king, who is not a good man, is part of God's plan because he wants this to happen in Bethlehem. He wants to, it's part of the story. It's part of the prophecy of where Jesus would be born. And so even uh, people who we might call evil are being used by, by the Lord for this, this plan of his. Verse 8, now there were, we shift gears a little bit, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid, and so would I be. Um, and the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will, you will see a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel multitudes of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which the Lord made known to us. And if an angel visits me and says, go, I think I will go too. Um, and so it, it's an interesting account. We don't usually talk about angels that much. They are part of the Bible. They're, uh, the word angel in, in, in Greek, it means messenger. Um, and so these are messengers of God, and we can see other scriptures in the Bible, like Hebrews, that tell us that angels were designed by God to be ministering spirits. They were actually meant to help people. And so there's this whole unseen world, a spiritual realm of which we are maybe aware of, but maybe not always in touch with. And it becomes... Um, it manifests itself to our human eyes in this instance. God says this news is too big for even, even the invisible to remain invisible. I'm going to, I'm going to let people know what's happening. Angels come, they, they, they visit, they proclaim all kinds of things to these shepherds, and they say, go and visit. And so we have this... Uh, uh, this interesting dynamic. Caesar has all of humans stirring and going to do his bidding. 
God has all of heaven stirring and the angels coming to do his bidding. And there's two different worlds and two different methods. One, pomp, circumstances, power, let me get uh, money, taxes. The other, um, humble, in a manger. A manger is a feeding trough in a stable, and it's not probably the stable that we think about or has been romanticized through the world. It's usually uh, through time. It, it, it's usually just a, a cave in, in those days, some sort of uh, carved out niche in, in, a, in a wall where they could just let the animals uh, sleep for the night. <clears throat> and so um, Mary and Joseph, no room at the inn. Let, hey, there wasn't like the hotels that they were knocking on doors and it said no vacancy, okay? Uh, in, inns were more like knocking on someone's house saying, uh, do you have a spare room over, over, over the stable or over where you keep your animals? Um, and so this is what's going on. Uh, Mary and Joseph have, have made their way. Joseph takes Mary with him. He didn't have to. Um, but he, I'm sure because the, the, the birth was imminent, he wanted to be with her. Uh, but you got to realize this is also risky for him because technically they're not married yet. And um, she's nine months. So in those days, you can get killed for that kind of thing. And so he, he trusts the Lord. The Lord had told him to, to uh, not put her away. Um, and so he trusts the Lord. They go as a family. Uh, they can't find a room anywhere. And they find a, a, a niche, a hole in the wall, a cave with some animals and a dirty old feeding trough. <clears throat> and, and the baby, <coughs> the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Christ himself is born and enters into our human existence. Okay, so here's what I want to do. For the remaining few moments that we have today, I want to look at this announcement. The angels proclaimed God's good news. The angels had things to say. God made uh, his plan known to these shepherds, and he's been making it known to millions of people since that day and, and onward. Um, and so what is it? What is it that he, these angels proclaim? What did God promise through his messengers? Okay. And so number one I, I saw, the first thing is they said, don't be afraid. Courage. Okay. God wants us to, to be encouraged. Encouraged. Do not be afraid. Now, angels, the Lord, uh, somebody who can create galaxies, the our, our existence, everything that's going on in the world is, is scary because it's so far beyond our comprehension. The Bible says God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts not our, our thoughts. Who can, who can know him? Who can know him? And God's so much more uh, powerful. He's so much bigger than we could ever imagine that even when he, he just makes a little bit of himself known, it, it's a little bit scary. And God says, no, I, I don't want you to be afraid of me. And that's an interesting dynamic. A lot of us are afraid of God. We think God wants to punish us. I know I was there at, at one time. 
that we think, oh, God's just waiting for me to mess up so he can just, you know, hit me with another problem as a penalty. And that's not God's deal. God's never, you know, if, if we've had parents who maybe like to, to um, rub our noses in things, that's not the way God is. God is merciful. Yes, he is truth. Yes, he is justice. Yes, he is completely righteous and right. And yes, it's a little bit scary. But he says, fear not. Fear not. Why don't we have to be afraid? Because he sends, what? Good tidings of great joy. Good tidings is good news. It's the word they use for gospel. If you've ever heard the word gospel, gospel means good news. And those are the four accounts that I told you about of Jesus' life. The gospels, the good news of Jesus Christ. God says, don't be afraid. I am sending you good news. You are in a messed up world. It is broken. Things happen. It, you know, we, you only need to pick up the paper this week to see that, you know, wow, this world is broken. There's some messed up things going on. And I, I know for myself, I watch the news, I read the newspapers, and sometimes I can get depressed, you know? And God says, fear not, because I bring you good news. I've got an answer for the world's brokenness. I've got good news, good tidings of great joy. And God enters into our human existence when he doesn't have to. He becomes one of us and takes on the frailty of a human baby, completely dependent upon his parents to feed him, clothe him, take care of him. This is God. This is God who says, I empty myself of my divine privilege and I come humbly as a baby so I can enter into the mess that you guys deal with every day and live it and overcome it. And so good news, great joy. I mean, we, all the songs we sang this morning were about joy. You know, sing, sing with the angels, with, the, with angelic hosts proclaim, right? Uh, sing, sing. Be happy. This is good news. God has not abandoned us. He is with us. Emmanuel means God with us. God is with us. And so the second thing about that great joy, the good tidings of great joy is great joy. There should be joy. Christmas should be joyous. And that's why I really loved coming and singing some, some of the the. the Christmas songs that we're used to singing, engaging them, because they are singing basically what the angels sang. We are, you know, we're praising God for what he did. The angels' response was a, a song of praise. Christ brought us a reason to sing and fill the air with praise to God. That's why carols of the season are so great. For every generation, we get to sing with the angels the same joy that they felt that day. And so when we 
revisit Christmas, when we choose to engage this day in a way where we remind ourselves that God has not abandoned us, he brought good news. He entered in and said, I'm with you. I'm with you now. You don't have to walk through this alone. Don't be afraid. I'm here. We can sing with joy. And so as soon as I get home, we're going to sing some at home. Kids will still have to wait to open their presents. <laughs> um, but I want to just sing with the angels the joy of Christmas, that Christ has come. And the last thing in that, that it says it's for all people. Okay? It wasn't for the shepherds. It wasn't for Mary and Joseph. I mean, it was, but it was for, for so much more. It's for everyone. It's for all of us. And so Christmas wasn't a one-time birth. It's not a, you know, there's, there's God is birthing things in us all the time. All the time. And maybe for some of us, this might be a Christmas where we read the biblical account for the first time or sing these songs and they actually, um, we actually get touched by the Lord and we feel like it's different. It's different. Something's going on. Something's been birthed in me. Something's changing. What is it? And so I want, that's my, my final point. It is the, the, the title of the message, Born to You This Day. Uh, verse 11 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And I think that there can be things born to us this day, just as it was 2,000 plus years ago, if we engage this right. And so my, my final reflection, my final thought was um, the angels are pronouncing the birth of promise. Okay? Um, that things can be born to you this day, not just to the shepherds, but to all of us. Born to you this day. What's, what can be born to us this day, this season, this coming year? What, is, what can God birth in us? Uh, he says, a Savior, born to you this day, a Savior. That meant deliverer, okay? Uh, the people who, who were reading the Bible back then, the Israelites, uh, they'd been looking forward for a deliverer for a long time. They'd been stuck in bondage. They'd been in slavery. They had been uh, captured. They got out of it and stuff. But their whole existence was around this. We're waiting for someone to deliver us from our mess. And the angels say, good news, here comes the one who will deliver you. And so maybe what's birthed in us this season might be something of deliverance. Maybe there's things we keep struggling with we think we'll never get past. Maybe we've even resided ourselves to the fact that, well, we, why bother? Because I can't, I can't get past it. God can birth that Savior, that deliverer in us, at any time, if we revisit the manger. What else? The, the angels, they said, what else is born? A Savior and a Christ, the Christ, which was the Messiah. It was the, Messiah means the coming one. 
It was the promised one. And so there was one that was promised who was going to come. And so for some of us, maybe the, the, that we need the one, the coming one, the Messiah, the Christ, to come this Christmas and just be real to us again or for the first time. Maybe we need a fresh visitation from the Lord that says, I am the promised one. I am the one who you've been waiting for and searching for. I am the answer to the brokenness of the world and what's inside you. And you've been searching for something. Here it is. It's good news. It's good news. And finally it says, Christ the Lord, right? The promise of the King, the one who will rule with mercy and, and the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, Mighty God, the one who brings justice, truth, grace, mercy, the loving King that we do not need to be afraid of, the one who is opposite of Caesar, who everyone fears and is going to their place of birth to be counted so they can be taxed because if they don't, they fear they might be killed. This is the one that we've been waiting for. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. <clears throat> it's interesting to me that Caesar had all the earthly accolades. He was the most important person on earth, according to men. And people saw him as deity, and, um, and yet, what's important to God is this tiny little baby who is being born with no pomp, no circumstance, no, no, no uh, um, uh, band, marching band, <laughs> heralding him in, right? Some angels telling some shepherds, yes, but the world is basically unaware of the real one. And it reminded me that our importance isn't how rich, powerful we get. It isn't what our influence on people is. Our influence on people means nothing to the Lord. It's what we do for God. Jesus has the angels singing. God has the heavenly hosts declaring his greatness because of what he's going to do for the Lord. Not because of how powerful and mighty he is. And so I do believe that our self-worth, our, um, what God really enjoys about us is what we do for him. And, um, and how we love him. It means far more to the Lord. And if you want the angels to sing, well done, good and faithful servant, if you want the Lord to, 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 to greet you with that statement, it's not going to have anything to do with about, about your, our job, even for me as a pastor. It's going to be about um, how I've, I've served him and served others and blessed and done things. So... <clears throat> In that moment, here's the kind of the wrap-up for this, okay? So in the moment, there's this, the birth of this baby. The world is going to be changed forever. 
All right? But Christ can birth many things. I remember reading this passage, Luke. It's why I picked it. I read this passage when I first started coming to church here, 1994. I walked through those doors, and um, I didn't own a Bible, never read a Bible, didn't know what a Christian was, blah, blah, blah. I was the, the beginner of beginners, okay? And um, I read this story. I bought a Bible, and I, and I bought, like, just... It was one of those Bibles that was only like the four Gospels. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to read it. And as I read it, God made it very real to me that this was not a story, that this actually happened, that this was an account of a, a historical account. And so what was birthed in me was a complete change. All of a sudden, wow, my whole world got turned upside down because now I don't just know about God, I know him. And I know he's real. And so for me, uh, in that, that moment, that first time I, I really sat and said, Lord, let me read your words. God opened it up and birthed in me this new life where I said, God, I know you're real. I want to follow you. I want to do things for you. My life changed from then. I mean, everything, if, if the before and after picture is like one of those ones you'd see on TV at 3 a.m., you know, um, it, it, you, you can't believe what I was like before. Um, and so that was birthed in me that day. God births things in us all the time. And the, the great thing about today, the great thing about Christmas is we sort of concentrate on the Lord's birth and we're more open to God birthing things in us. And so as we go through the day and the week and moving into the next year, what can God birth in us? For me, he birthed, you know, we talk about birthing of a deliverer. I was delivered from a lot of things. My life changed. Things I was addicted to went away. Uh, I was... I was, uh, I was birthed into a community. I, this became my church because all of a sudden I wanted to be with people who believed the same things I believed and could help me and could teach me about Jesus. And so that was birthed in me. There were things birthed in me that were seeds that if you looked at me, you say nothing changed, but you know what? A seed was planted. And over time, over years, certain habits, certain things started to change in me. So maybe it's just a seed that's birthed in us. There's so many things God can birth in us if we just remind ourselves to look freshly upon him uh, as the shepherds did come and say, let me see this thing. Let me see this thing that the angels have proclaimed. Let me see this thing that the Lord has done. Let me visit it with an open heart and say, what's going on here? Lord, what can you do in me? What can you birth in me? What can Christ birth in us today if we come visit him afresh with awe and wonder, just like the shepherds and the angels? Let's approach today in a way that says, God, look, I'm open to having new things birthed in me today, this season, for the next year, whatever it is. Lord, visit me afresh. Shine brightly upon me. Draw me to your manger. 
Let me look at you afresh today. Maybe we need a rebirthing of some things that have grown old, stale, and tired. Maybe things that we used to say, wow, I was in awe and wonder of the Lord. And now, they, like a painting you look at enough times, you just say, yeah, it doesn't, it's not as exciting as it once was. And maybe we just need, it needs to be retouched by a master, uh, cleaned. And so, so that we, when we look at it, we go, wow, it's like new. Maybe that's what needs, some of us need. I don't know. For all of us, it's going to be different. But my prayer has been this morning, last night, and when I go home, my prayer is going to be, Lord, I want new things birthed in me for the Lord. And I want to take this moment, a day in which we celebrate the birth of Jesus, say, I want some new things birthed in me today, Jesus. What can be born into us this day? We got a closing song. It's going to talk about this. It, it's, it just fits perfectly. Um, I think it's called uh, Born to You This Day. Uh, yeah, Born is the King. Um, but the first line, Born unto us this day as Savior. The words are going to be a fit the message perfectly. But first, we're going to have our time of giving. Now listen, I understand that on Christmas, a lot of our, our community travels. They're out of town. And then other people, they bring their family in. And so you have visitors. You have loved ones from out of town. This is, uh, I don't want you to feel any pressure to give. This is a time for our community to give. This is, for some of us, this is our only weekend service. And, and we want to give the Lord each week. And so this is their opportunity to do that. If you're a guest here, you're welcome to give. But don't feel any pressure to do so. Um, I'm going to pray. The band's going to come up, and we're going to close with this song. And this song is, is fun, too. So I want you to receive it as, wow, what can the Lord birth in me as I move into next year? But I also want you to approach it as, you know, let's move into the day with joy like the angels, right? Proclaim the glory of God and say, wow, this is good news of great joy. Let's be happy. Okay, so a couple things going on there. Lord, what can you birth in us again? Maybe for the first time, maybe something that's gotten old and stale. What can you, you birth or rebirth in us? Possibilities are endless, Lord. You can deliver people. You can reveal yourself in a fresh way, in a new dimension for some part of their life, for something they need. Lord, you can change habits. You can plant seeds that might change things over time. Things can be birthed afresh any day of the year. But today, let's take a special look at our hearts and say, God, I'm asking you for the birth of promise. Birth something in me this season. Lord, I want, I want a, fresh, a fresh birthing of the Lord Jesus in me. I thank you for this special day, for letting us be here uh, in your house on Christmas Day and on a Sunday of all days, Lord, to just celebrate your birth. And we ask for you to keep working in us. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>